0: Hi there, folks? This is WP Tonic, episode one hundred and two, with my for uh, myself, Jonathan Denwood, and my beloved co-host. Say hello, John. Hello. Always oh, gone to hello, folks. Uh, um, I never know what he's going to say to that. Um, so, in this episode, folks, we're going to be talking about e-commerce, and we're going to start the first part of the show um, talking about some of the basic pitfalls that you should understand um, around e-commerce, about fully hosted solutions and um, not fully hosted, more like WooCommerce comes to mind. And then in the second part of the show, um, we're going to talk about some of the um, extensions that John's used that he's found really useful when it comes to WooCommerce. How does that sound, John?
1: Sounds amazing.
0: It does, doesn't it? So <laughs> um, let's start. Let's start the conversation on off John. Um, so, what is the basic difference between a, a, a fully hosted solution, let's cho- just choose Shopify, and a, a solution that you host yourself, like WooCommerce? What's the difference, John?
1: Sure. So there's solutions out there for like e-commerce, uh, like Shopify, BigCommerce, uh, various ones. They're basically software as a service, where you pay a monthly fee and you can, you know, throw up some products on on your site and you can customize it to a degree. But as long as it's within their templates, their you know kind of range of uh, how the site's gonna look, so you you know pay them each month and you can get a certain amount of products, and uh, they take care of uh, you know processing the payments and uh, you know you don't need to worry about hosting. And the limitation with that is you know there's there's a degree of flexibility that you're giving up with that. It has to kind of fit within what they offer. Uh, for either the layout or the solutions or, you know, products, any of that. So with a hosted solution, say if you're hosting your own, whether it's WooCommerce on top of WordPress, whether it's ZenCart, Magento, or any of the other um, e-commerce platforms out there, you're responsible for the hosting, but you get a lot more flexibility. Uh, with these types of shops, you can make it whatever you want if you have someone to develop that solution for you. Uh, and But the drawback is is uh, you again you know have to have someone on hand that's you know going to be able to you know keep up with the updates with updating software, uh, making sure that you have adequate hosting. And you know, coding your solution to begin with. So,
0: yeah, it's great, John. I just want to point out to folks, Mike's. Um, I've got experience, not as much, nothing like as much experience as John when it comes to WooCommerce, but I've done a, a few, and I did quite a few of Shopify um, about a year, two years ago, um, which is like five years in, in web web design, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I want to point out is that um, with Shopify, a lot of the functionality you get from third parties. And when Shopify is updated, sometimes there's a problem because the third party Shopify plugin doesn't get updated. So some of these problems cross over with one another. So it's not purely you're going to have more problems with a fully hosted Solution yourself then with Shopify, it's a bit blurred. Would you agree with that, John?
1: Oh, well, see that's very interesting because that's a common thing, uh not so much in WooCommerce because they most of the extensions they handle themselves, but there are like because it is such an extensible thing, there are a lot of third party plugins. That don't always um, get updated like the day that like WooCommerce like gets updated. So it's interesting to hear that Shopify has a similar kind of problem, even in a self or uh, what do you call it, like a, a SaaS, it. like a software as a service like type of solution. So,
0: yeah, yeah uh, I, I think they would um, they would argue that it's not quite as um, comparative. So, Situation to, to a fully hosted, self hosted solution. So, um, let's move on. So, um, some of the things, um, obviously, if you're going to take payment apart, if you're going to use PayPal, um, you are going to have a secure socket certificate, haven't you, John?
1: Yeah, definitely. There is, uh, so opening like an e commerce store online is definitely, um, you're going to have to set aside a a little bit bigger budget, like monthly and eat initially more than just a straight up like brochure site or a marketing site, uh, because you're going to have to uh, have things like an SSL certificate to keep people's information encrypted. um, And some payment gateways, like the Stripe extension on top of WooCommerce requires it. Um, You know, that's just one of the expenses for sure uh you're going to want to have adequate hosting for you, you know your e-commerce solution WooCommerce or, or what have you um cuz the one thing to understand is like these e-commerce plugins they aren't just plugins they're fully fledged web applications and uh that cheap shared hosting that's like $5 a month ain't going to get it done mm-hmm. you have to have adequate hosting uh in order for this stuff to work
0: yeah, we did in a previous recent episode, folks covered the hosting options. So um, if your memory can go back that far, <laughs> like me, John, yeah. uh, um, what, what kind of price, you know, to get something that's going to work with with WooCommerce? Are you looking at around between 15 to $29 plus for hosting per month?
1: Sure. So I would recommend for like most people, something like WP engine, uh, which is $29 a month. If you buy it for a year, it's like 290 a year. Um, the flywheel is the same. Uh, you could you definitely get something like site ground. That would be like bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, so those three, I would definitely recommend. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep, um, like I say, um, Emotion, um, ground, WP Engine, Frywheel, um, there's quite a few, but we have listed them in that episode, which I will put a link in the show notes so you can get there folks, but having decent, you're going to need decent hosting if you're going to go down... The WooCommerce. When it comes to Shopify, folks, um, it starts at around twenty nine dollars and goes up. Um, they do do something a bit less, but that's only for actually selling on Facebook. Um, they include the secure socket certificate in that twenty nine dollars as well. Um, what you know, the other thing I would like to point out to folks is, is that when you're going it's a little bit confusing, actually, and I actually should ask John about this. There's a lot of options when it comes to secure socket certificates. Um, a lot of hosting providers do charge a fair whack, but there's a lot of choice as well. But I would suggest that you don't actually go for the cheapest, cheapest. Go for the next one up. What would you say to that, John?
1: Yeah, so definitely... Um, so the SSL certificates, there's, you can get like a free SSL certificate from Let's Encrypt and that's going around right now, but I wouldn't recommend wow. that for your e-commerce store. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are saying that that's still kind of a nightmare to get configured with hosts for even regular sites. I would definitely opt into getting something that's like state-of-the-art security and encryption. Um you know, try and future-proof this stuff as as yeah. best as possible. Don't but, just get- but
0: the, the price is there's a wide span of prices. What kind of price range do you think somebody should be looking at? So
1: I I would, you know, and it varies because you can get a, you can get like an SSL for as little as you know sixty or seventy dollars, and you can go up to like two hundred or three hundred dollars depending on, you know, what you want to have. Do you want to have, like, the whole, like, little part of the browser bar turn green uh, and have, like, a highest level of security? You know, maybe not that, but I I would plan somewhere between $100 and $200 a year for your SSL. That's about what you should budget out for that, so.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that, folks. Um, So you need your, your Secure Socket certificate, um, with Shopify or with WooCommerce, you, you are going to be buying some third-party plugins as well, because um, it just goes—it just goes with the territory, folks. There's always additional functionality that you really need, and it's a lot cheaper to buy a third-party plugin than to get something coded up for you. It's going to be a lot, lot cheaper. Um, so the three areas where you normally end up buying um, additional plugin functionality. What you know, also you need to plan out is um, the free. I would say is shipping, um, sales tax, dealing with sales, to, not with additional plugins, maybe. But you need to think these out. Apologise, folks. Is shipping, um, sales tax, and if you need <coughs> integration with. Um, your accountancy system. Would you agree with that, John? There are three things you just got, you got to start thinking of.
1: Yeah, definitely. So yeah, shipping is a big one because most people, most of these e-commerce stores are going to be for physical goods, which go through the mail. Um, You know, sometimes it's virtual products, but not always Um, you're going to need to know the sales tax laws. Like in your state, every state has different laws in regards to who's responsible for the sales tax at the end of the year. Um, So, you know, know about that, do your research Uh, and integration with your accounting software, something like QuickBooks or, or whatever it is, definitely do the research like into that too. And and find out if you have like integration, that's possible to where you can pull those sales like directly down into your uh, spreadsheet.
0: Yeah, it's great stuff. Um, when it comes to um, starting off, folks, we're, this is only my advice. If, if you're just trying the concept out initially and, you know, you've got an initial group of um, products that you're going to put on um, the site and just try it out, I'll try and keep it as simple as possible, and i would be interested if John agrees with this. But if you're just trying it out, keep it simple. And I would suggest... You work out what your mean average is to ship out those starter products and say to people you're doing free shipping but include the mean average put that on top of of um the price of the product. Would you agree with that idea?
1: So <laughs> I've got like first hand experience with this <laughs> actually. So um, I, th- I thought you might. Yeah, I, I do actually. Um so in theory like free shipping, you know, and building it into the price is a good idea. Um and that can work as long as all your products are similar size and weight. Yeah. Now if you've got products that are different sizes, different weights, um or bulky or they're like large You can get really, you can average that out, but you've got to average for like the farthest place that you've got to possibly ship it to um, and build that into the price. Uh, Because otherwise, you can end up eating a lot of the cost yourself. But the reason that you would might want to build the shipping costs like directly into your price and just do like free shipping is because if you do ship bulky items, a lot of people are going to be turned off by uh, seeing like the you know the shipping price uh, being like really huge. And again, it depends on what you're shipping through the mail. Um, if it's like smaller, medium-sized products, it's not a big deal. If they're bigger products, um, you should really research in that because again, you can eat a lot of the cost right away. Right away, so.
0: Yeah, I'm only suggest, um like I said, folks, well, everything John's just said is totally correct. But I'm only suggesting this if as a start-off policy. And you really got, you know, it's, a, it's around what your margins are like, you mm-hmm. know, like what John said, you know, have you got uh, those initial products? Do the size and weight, are they very diverse? If that's the case, what I'm probably saying ain't going to pan out. But if you can do it, Just to start off with, it will just save you a lot of working out with pen and pencil and calculator. Um, um, And I just think it's the simplest way to start. But sometimes you just can't do that, folks. So uh, I think we're going to pause, folks, and um, we go on to our first break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the other two major things. Talk a little bit about WooCommerce and then um, this probably is going to be a free part too because it's quite a large subject. Um, and we'll get back to you in a minute.
1: Buying or selling a home in the greater Reno Tahoe area? I know the best CRS real estate broker, and that's Karen Conrad. And you can find her at KarenConrad.com or call directly at 775 527
0: 7021. We're coming back, folks. We're gonna talk some more about e commerce and about some of the things you gotta understand, some of the pitfalls that catches out a lot of people. And if you understand these before you start on your journey of e commerce domination, um things will go a bit better for you. So let's go on um to sales tax. Now um this 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 changes and I might be a little bit out of date. I know John isn't um there are some states where the actual districts are allowed to put uh, additional sales tax and funny enough nevada is one of those the nevada is broken out into 16 districts that make southern and northern nevada folks and there is a sales tax but each district uh, have the right and do, put an additional surcharge on the sales tax. Um, Some, um, I don't know if WooCommerce, but I knew when I was working with Shopify, it couldn't handle that, and there wasn't a third party that did. What you had to do was work out a mean average again. You worked out the mean average of the the 16 districts with the additional, and you had some you lost a little bit on others you gained on and i think florida and new york were similar um also you um it used to be you had to if you were based in the state and somebody was buying from that state or you had warehousing facilities in the state that somebody was buying from you had to charge themselves tax but i don't know if that situation has changed am i out of date a little bit or roughly right, John
1: No, you are what you're talking about is the sales nexus, and um basically like the the rules of like whatever state you're in, I can share links with this like later. I think there's actually an article about this um uh on my site that that links to another site that talked about this extensively um Depending on what state you live in, uh, you're either the the person who's buying from you or you, the person who's shipping, is responsible for uh, the sales tax. And I think in California, like, you're responsible for sales tax and each county has, like, a different, like, rate or each city has a different rate. Like, here in Sacramento, I think it's uh, – I think I want to say it's like eight point seven five is the rate. I have a client who's down near Orange County, and I think there it's like nine percent where he's living. So yeah, it, it's gonna vary. Um I think WooCommerce does some of that calculation uh on its own of like knowing like where you're at and like what state you're in. Because um, it
0: changed, did not it? They brought out this um to deal with Amazon and I'm not sure it was um national or it was state by state. Where if you buy something online you're supposed to if you if you got a state tax, you're supposed to actually tell the state what you bought and pay the tax or something like that, isn't it? Or...
1: Yeah. Your out of state purchases. So that's that's like state tax and and so with Amazon I, I think at the end of the year, like I just kind of like guess as far as that, but, you know, and again, depending on what state you live in or you do business in, and that could be anywhere that you have a warehouse or an office, basically that's your nexus of operation. You have like some sort of physical presence there, uh, that could be considered, you know, like your yeah, home state.
0: Yeah. Cause, um, when it comes to Amazon, like they, you know, you the they, they put, they, um, they know your home address, and they work it all out, Amazon, and you get charged it, and they pay it. Um, it just, But if you're buying off a website that doesn't charge you the extra, um, you're supposed to declare it at the end of the year. Is that right?
1: Yeah, you have to say if you, if you're like the person selling goods, you're the merchant, you have to declare like how much you – you know, sold and you get taxed based on, you know, whatever the tax rate is for your city and state. And depending on how much you sell, basically, yeah, yeah you well, got but
0: the, but the good news, folks, is that there's yeah. a lot of information up out there about about this. We're just giving you a little inkling that, you know, you got to work this yeah. one out because especially if you're based... I've been told this, I don't know if this is true, John, especially if you're based in California, because I've been told by certain individuals that the Californian um, State Income Tax Board are even less friendlier than the Internal Revenue Service. Is that right, John? They're, they're even less happy people.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think they're about equal.
0: Right. Uh, well, that's the oh, yep let's hope so uh, um so we'll get off that one because i don't want to get myself into trouble uh, um, so uh, john has been very diplomatic as usual um so on so it's just a little bit complicated but like i said folks the good news is there's a lot of information and we we'll probably have some links in the notes on the website so and the- Luke,
1: i want to tell you i just want to add this to you for the people at home WooCommerce does like allow you to enter the prices like either inclusive of tax or uh, uh, exclusives, either with the tax or without. And you can calculate the tax based on either your address of your shop or the customer, you know, shipping or billing address. And so depending, so depending on what state you're in, you can, once you know what laws are adhere to your state, you can set up your cart to adhere to those laws to where it's not a big sticky mess at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, that's great. So I've probably totally confused you, audience. John's trying to trying to clear my verbal mess up. Thank you, John. Uh, um, but I didn't mean to, folks. It is a little bit complicated, but we're going to move on before I confuse you even more. Um, so let's go on to the elephant that kind of turned up periodically about halfway through the actual project until I learned to bring it up on day one and give the clear options to my clients. And that was integrating with um, your accountancy. And a lot of clients really got on a kind of bit of a high horse about this. And I always said to them, you know, let's get some customers first let's get this thing rolling and you making a little bit of money and then maybe worry it. But then they said, oh, what happens when we get inundated? You know, we're inundated straight away, which um, would be great if it happened. I never knew a client that who didn't have an enormous mar- online marketing budget who was buying for traffic, did get inundated. Um, so I always thought it was best to get the ball rolling and then... Um, have some concerns about this. The other thing was that Shopify or some of the uh, WooCommerce didn't have fantastic integration with the with the leader, which is QuickBooks. What um, What's the situation now with WooCommerce? At the present, got any knowledge of that, John? About integrating with QuickBooks?
1: So there's lots of different ways that you can like integrate with QuickBooks with WooCommerce. Uh, WooCommerce itself has like an extension, uh, QuickBooks online integration. And so you can integrate with anywhere within the U.S., United Kingdom, Canada, or Australia. And so you can sync your customers' inventory and products. And uh, so that's definitely like one way that you can do that. Uh, There are other uh, third-party plugins that will do that. Um, I believe that QuickBooks has one of their own. Uh, so there's definitely that. There's other people that make uh, products that will do that. You can also integrate using uh, Zapier uh, to, you know, using like their system of basically like if this happens, then make this happen over here and the yeah, and two so applications that, talk to each other. So, Yeah.
0: yeah. So I just want to say about Zapier, yeah. folks, they, they, it's a kind of um, – they provide kind of little mic, a uh, kind of hosted solution where di- they've made they've made like little applets. That's the only way I can describe that. Will make kind of third party applications talk to one another, mm-hmm. and they do some of that. Have you used any of these at all with QuickBooks? Is there any kind of that that, that you've been reasonably happy with, or or not really?
1: No, I can't. I haven't actually done. This particular like integration i 've done like other like integrations that are like uh, mind boggling but not this particular one but uh,
0: why don 't you share your experiences uh, with this and, and... Uh, well, There were nightmares um, we tried yeah. to shopify with third parties that were pretty expensive dismal support um i got the blame for it um never went after that never went down that route and a couple of the um had dissatisfaction with some of the third party but it was a couple of years ago um i don't know what's happened to the time because i've been building my SaaS, my maintenance company so i'm not yep. we i'm not being building e-commerce websites i've been doing maintenance yeah. um so, say we, blame you. Um, so we maintain, um, not through our normal packages, but some of our clients that we've built very tight relationships, we do support e-commerce, but it's not through our normal packages. Um, <clears throat> but they, they haven't got integration with QuickBooks. Um, so we not had to deal with that. So I don't actually. Now, to kind of... Now, um, they're the three that came to my mind. Are there um, other things that um, when people started on this road of e-commerce domination that people got to uh, keep in mind, John?
1: Uh, Well, definitely. There's like a lot of things that there's a lot of questions that need to be answered when you're going to build like an e-commerce store. Uh, And number one, I think with that is like what type of payment gateway integration are you going to need? Uh, Now, WooCommerce comes with PayPal straight out the box, but most people are going to want to take credit cards, and so they're going to need either Stripe or they're going to need Authorize.net or some other means of support. Maybe you want to take Amazon payments. Uh, Basically, there's an extension for like everything uh, underneath the sun with WooCommerce, but it's just getting... Uh, whatever third-party, you know, payment gateway you're using, whether it's Stripe or Authorize.
0: I've heard, I'm, I've never yeah. used it. I just wondered if you have. I heard, I've heard i heard some really great stuff about Braintree uh, and yeah. about their – have you had any, anything to do with that, integrating with Braintree?
1: I've not had any integration with Braintree. Most of the people that I deal with, like, either go with Authorize or Stripe. Yeah. Um. So one like, of the other – yeah, Stripe seems to be a
0: little bit easier. Yeah, I, I, I like Stripe, but some people yeah. would say that below a $1,000, you are paying a little bit high, but I think it's worth it because I think it's a bit like the other things I said, folks, just to get started. If you're looking to get started, um, I think Stripe's the one of the easiest ways to go. Um, if you want to take Stripe and PayPal the same time on the same checkout, does... Mm-hmm woocommerce deal or do or are there kind of third party uh, plugins that allow you to have both options on the on the checkout
1: so are you saying you want to check out like part with this and then part with that
0: yeah given the option you know given the option to either pay through credit cards which would go through stripe or, go, or pay by paypal
1: oh okay so that that's pretty simple like i said um the Stripe, there's a Stripe extension for WooCommerce and as of like a few months ago, it's like totally free. It was like right after I bought a license, but um, <laughs> it, goes, it goes to show. But but basically what you're going to need, say, say you've got either Stripe or you've got Authorize or you've got Braintree, you're going to need an account with them uh, with that payment gateway. And then you're going to need the extension that allows like your site and WooCommerce to talk to the payment gateway because this is what people don't understand. Like with, with why e-commerce sites, they think it's really uh, super simple to set up WooCommerce, but here's the thing. All these parts have to work together. And if like any part of these, like, you know, anything in the chain, the hosting WooCommerce, um, like the extension, like your payment gateway, the bank, anything like that, like, any, like, little piece comes unhinged, like, it can, you know, be a disaster and things don't go as expected. So, um, yeah, basically, you're going to need, like, an account with whatever your payment gateway is. You're going to need the extension. Get all your, like, credentials set up with your payment gateway account. You know, put those into the extension on WooCommerce. And, you know, usually you'll do, like, some some test runs, like a sandbox transactions. Make sure everything's working correctly. And then you take it to production, which means it's live and uh you're actually taking transactions. Probably good to do a few like test transactions, make sure everything's going nice and then, you know, push it out live. So
0: Yeah. That's great, John. Um Time's flown. We're gonna like I say, this is gonna be a free part of, folks. And cool. um, so we're gonna go for our second break and we'll be back to kind of finish off this and then maybe talk about some of the WooCommerce extensions that John recommends and has used. Be back in a minute, folks. Um talking more about e commerce and dominating your market. Uh, um so um we were talking about gateway providers like um I was saying I think Stripe's the easiest way to go. Um so um another thing I would just say to you, um we uh, we discussed this also um last Saturday, we had a um a great Um, We had abandoned Blab for technical reasons, but we had a great Google Hangout, and it will be hopefully going live tomorrow um, on the WP iTunes. Um, But we had a great discussion about e-commerce, folks, and um, there was a little bit, one of our great panel disagreed with me, but um, I think when you're really, really starting out on this, it might be worthwhile looking at something like Shopify, but um there was disagreement with my position and I'm I'm fine with it but one thing I would say about is I would try shopify but I wouldn't invest a lot of money with it and what I mean is um making some really com- that really fits everything you want there and then for future plans I would just use it as a as a way of testing You know, the waters really to see if there's a demand, sort out your marketing message and um, just try it out. But don't spend a load of money on third party extensions with Shopify and spending a lot of time on a personalized custom design. I would get it going, and then um, at some stage, I would hire somebody like John and get a really truly custom theme that meets all your requirements and, um, somebody like John to help you build something that's truly customized to unique uniques of your business. Would you agree with that, uh, John? Well,
1: yeah, I definitely agree that you should hire me to, to build a <laughs> custom site. Um, no, I, I, if you go back and listen to, uh, last Saturday's discussion, you know, there was some like disagreement, but, you know, there was some of the panel that said, you know, Shopify is, is good for a temporary solution. But what you're saying I'm completely on board with is before you sink a whole bunch of money into a custom site, before you, you know, drop thousands of dollars on, you know, building out this, this custom self-hosted like Woo, WooCommerce site, test and make sure that your like product ideas like have a market um shopify is good for like temporary yeah Uh, it might not be great for
0: like a permanent solution well some Uh, people disagree with that wouldn't they i agree with you but good but we're word we're we're press junkies aren't we we're you know we are we are but i think we try and be balanced you and you and john and myself we try and be balanced but some people just really really love shopify but um i think their tools and they have their right place at the right time don't they john
1: sure everything has uh you know its place and you know some tools are better for different things uh but the, the big thing is to test your idea make sure that your minimum viable idea is you know out there make sure that your products there's actual demand for them and you know if there is and then go ahead and scale up you know do your custom site uh, but it's good. You you can test it on something like a Squarespace or a or a Shopify yeah. uh, before you know making the big commitment. So
0: I've never used shop. I've never used Squ- um, Squarespace. Um, I've, I imagine it's, it's, re- okay. it's okay. I would prefer Shopify because of all the extension. But like I say, um, the problem with that is you can get very sucked into it, and then when you do need to move to a fully custom solution. It's become a bit of a bit of a nightmare, and you've spent a lot of money. So it's a balance. Um, I would stop. I would start with Shopify, but have the key fins that I need. Buy those, and have a cut-off point where you're just going to get the key fins. Might have to buy some extensions, but you're going to stop, and then you're planning um i would say um for the fully um f- for the fully self-hosted solution compared to some of the others um i'm going to butcher them. i could never pronounce the name john mon, mon- mongento, Mon-Gento? Mangento. Man-Gento. yeah. compared to mongento is another um they offer two flavors actually folks they offer a hosted a fully hosted solution and one that you have on your own server i would not use their hosted solution, because you get sucked into there, and WooCommerce compared to their is a lot easier to use. And don't get me wrong, if you've got a really, really, really enormous e-commerce um, shop, and you're really doing a lot of turnover, you know, I'm I'm talking fifty, hundred, two hundred thousand a week plus. You might look at it, but there's not many people I know doing that. Um, So um, I think WooCommerce um, is the most flexible, easy. It's not easy, but compared to some of these other fully self-hosted solutions, it offers the most flexibility, the biggest development community, the biggest community of third-party plugins. Would you agree with some of those statements, John?
1: I would say it's definitely the most flexible. It's the most extensible. Um there's the most high quality third party plugins to make it do what you want. And I think if you're in that anywhere from just starting out to, you know, just below like your enterprise level, that's a good solution. I think it, you know, when you start getting to enterprise level you can definitely start looking at magento as well i know that there are like some enterprise shops that are on woocommerce um but you know then you're getting into more like uh, you know a complete like solution like looking at hosting and all kinds of tweaking to uh it never
0: stops when you get to that size folks But, but it means you're doing very well as well so that's the nice side of it isn't it john Good problem to have. It's yep. a nice problem. So, shall we look at some of them, so quickly some of these third party? And you started off with Stripe um, as your first um, third party plugin for Woo Themes. What, what's, what's this plugin about? About Stripe, basically, isn't it?
1: So basically, this is uh, this is a payment gateway. If you have a Stripe account, like. WooCommerce is like very generously, like made this extension completely free. You can use it up to 25 sites, totally free. This used to be, I think it was like 99 for like one site. And I think it went up to like two. I think at one point it was like two ninety nine for like, it was quite expensive. It was
0: quite expensive uh, for party pluggy, would it?
1: Uh, Well, any of them are going to be, but you, you can take basically all major credit cards with this. Um it's a little bit easier to set up than authorize um
0: which is the next one um yeah. which is authorize so, extension comparison. Right. So what does, does is this the one that integrates authorize with Woo, WooCommerce is that
1: it? So there's there's different ones. There's different extensions for WooCommerce uh for authorize integrating with WooCommerce. Um there's you know like sim like solution uh, there's like DPM and basically the big difference is with these is, do you want authorized to handle like the PCI compliance or do you want to like capture stuff like directly on your site? Um, you know, a lot of people use the DPM because it basically what happens is, is they go to process the payment, it hands off to authorize, they handle all the PCI compliance to where, you're not storing like people's personal information okay. or their credit card information on your site. It does the transaction. Then it hands it back to like WooCommerce.
0: That's great. So, so um, I'm rushing you a little bit because I've got a few. And okay. we, we got, we've got about six minutes. Um, so, okay. Let's do it, uh, six minutes.
1: Don't you fresh your own. Uh, then
0: we got to do a little ending. Um, table rate shipping. What does this do?
1: Okay, so table rate shipping, uh, like a lot of times, you're gonna want to have like different like shipping rates and different shipping tables depending on where you want to ship to. I know that WooCommerce is like changing like their core functionality very soon to integrate like different shipping zones uh, directly into that. It's going to be a major change coming down really soon. But basically, this allows you to make different shipping rules and different shipping zones to where if you're shipping out to different places, you can have specific rules apply to products.
0: Well, rather important then, isn't it? Then we go on to gravity forms, products, add ons. Okay.
1: So every, so people who develop, they know that like gravity forms, it has like conditional logic and stuff like that. Uh, So I have used this um, before. Basically you can make like different options for, like, different products, like, the Gravity Forms, like, integrates, like, with the product itself. You can set up different product rules and say, like, on this, like, specific product, add, like, these, like, different, like, form items Mm -hmm. and, you know, you can make checkboxes or, like, you know, radio boxes. Conditional, like, items to where you can... uh, For example, I used this on a site before uh, where people were, like, ordering, like, different, like, you know, like... Coffee beverages, espresso drinks and stuff like that, and smoothies and you know, they could add like, you know, protein powder, they could add an extra shot of espresso or whatever for, you know, uh to each one. So this allowed people to order like online uh with different, you know, like form fields in there without having to tweak out like WooCommerce too much. It just builds right in. So, so
0: Sounds rather important actually, folks. Um sounds yeah. really tasty. Uh, add on really. Um, next one uh, WooCommerce subscriptions. I suppose we could have a whole episode about this, really, couldn't we?
1: Yeah, you really, really could. So basically, this allows you to have like recurring payments. And say if you've got like protected content or uh, something that you've given people like access to, uh, you can collect like recurring payments like month after month and set that up to where people enter their card and and it's just, it's it's almost like a membership. Um, yeah. There is like a plugin for that, like, you know, WooCommerce membership. But um, you can use those in conjunction. And this gives you a way to charge people on a recurring basis.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> on to the next one. Um, WooCommerce tab manager. So in the default,
1: like WooCommerce, like product setup, you've got, Uh, different like columns. You've got like one for product information and then you've got one for like, you know, write a review and here's like additional details with the tab manager. uh, I've run into like cases where I had to like add like extra like tabs with variable information. So you can change like very easily without having to go in and like change the actual like WooCommerce templates uh, and stuff like that. You can just change what the headings of each tab is. You can add new tabs uh, you can control like what's in there very specifically without having to do a bunch of overrides. So this, this can be a really useful
0: uh, and, plugin. And I think the last word is Themes documentation. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gone. What would you like to say about that? In general, do you think their documentation has got a lot better? Is it really good? Or what, what do you feel about it?
1: Uh, Woo themes or like WooCommerce, there's a lot of documentation for it. Uh, you, It is like a l- pretty developer centric. I mean, as long as you understand like WordPress, like actions, hooks, and filters, you can pretty much develop, uh, you know, anything with WooCommerce as far as like custom templates. Uh, there's definitely people that do custom plugins, shop plugins by Daniel Espinosa is like one of those. He's putting out some good stuff so check that out um, there's there's a ton of documentation, but it, it 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 is easy once you understand like how WordPress works yeah uh, like a newbie person, maybe not so much, mm. but if you understand like how WordPress works it's yeah it's extremely useful, so
0: yeah, this is why um, there's another suggestion why you might be better off if you 're just looking to try the concept and you still might hire a Um, I would advise you to hire a consultant like myself or a true developer like um, John True. He's a unicorn. He's one of those horrible unicorns. He designs and develops. Um, There's not many of them around, actually. Um, And he's good at both of them. Um, But it might be a good idea to hire a consultant if you're even going to go Shopify route. Because you do need, because need, you're going to waste a lot of time. And it, the thing is to get this up and running, and get the initial concept up and running, and seeing if you're taking cash. Right? Is the online shopping um, shopping cart running? Um, um, and then um, I would suggest you give it six, seven months, and then you look at moving to WooCommerce. I, I you know, a lot of people disagree with me, folks, but that's my honest. Um, opinion about it try it on something like Shopify which I think is the best easiest to get going kind of focused e-commerce platform and then look look at WooCommerce so that's my bit John, so how, do, how can people get hold of you John to find out more about this or get some consultation or some help John sure, you can find me at my
1: site lockdowndesign.com and you can also follow me on Twitter, lockdown underscore. How do the fine people get a hold of you, Jonathan, if they want to hire you or uh, use your services
0: at WP Tonic? Yeah, we're a maintenance company, folks. You pay a monthly subscription. It starts at twenty nine ninety nine, which is we include two small would um, small jobs in, per month in that starting price then our medium is sixty nine ninety nine, and we stop you from if you've got a small job and um, maybe your developer your initial developer can't help you because they're too busy or they're moved on whatever um, instead of you having to go on um, Fiverr or some freelance website and deal with somebody you never dealt with You pay us a monthly um, subscription, and you get my support, and you get my team's support. And um, you send us a ticket, and the problem is dealt with. Um, And uh, we do full backup security. Um, And if that's of interest, then I think it's a fantastic service. I honestly do. Um, go to WPtonic, um, com and uh, we've got loads of information. Or you could email me at jonathan at w-tonic.com, or you can go to Twitter at Jonathan Denwood, and I'm on I'm there almost every day checking um, people uh, out, so you can get a hold of me on that. So I think... Um, it, one thing I would ask you folks to show your support to the show is to go to iTunes and subscribe to the show and leave us a review. The reviews are really important. They they will help um, more people find the show. And uh, I would really, uh, me and John would appreciate if you could leave a review. That would be great. So I think, I think five stars. Yeah, five stars. So I think we covered a ton of stuff, haven't we, John? Yeah, I believe so. Right then. So we're going now, folks. See you next time on WP Tony. Say goodbye, guys. right. Bye.